Lord, teach us to pray. It's from the Gospel according to St. Luke, in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. My lovely wife walked down the aisle to that song, Seek Ye First, so every time I hear it, I love it and get a little emotional, so there's still free there. One of the awesome things, one of the terrifying things about being an, a new dad is that my son Joseph, and, and really both my sons, they want to say and do everything I do. And I was actually warned about this years ago. Several people, even people here, said kids can be the biggest copycats. They're going to repeat what you say, so watch what you say, and they're going to do the things that they see. And even though I was told this, it still somewhat surprises me. It still somewhat caused me joy or frustration, depending on what's being done. So I'm not going to tell you the, uh, the first time Joseph said a cuss word and whose fault that was, and that sudden realization that, okay, I guess I can't say that word anymore. That's a different story for a different time. Instead, I'll give good examples. So maybe some of y'all have seen that Joseph, when he comes close to the sanctuary, he's learning how to genuflex. Some of you may have seen that at the end of prayer. Sometimes he's trying to cross himself. A couple weeks ago at home, he saw my collar and tried to put it on him. And it's not just these kinds of things. He, he loves to push his toy mower when I'm mowing. When we're playing with soccer ball or football, he actually punts with his left foot because that's what he sees daddy doing. And it's not just me. He, he tries to curl these small dumbbells that we have because he's seen his mom work out. He loves cracking eggs because he's seen his mom crack eggs. And when his papa is working on the car, he's right there working on the car, right? For better or worse, Joseph says and does the things he sees and hears. You know, just a few nights ago, we're, we're trying to get ready for bed, and, and I stress trying. All of us are in Joseph's room. We've got PJs on, books are out, pillows are on the floor. Again, trying to get Joseph to settle down. Well, earlier that evening, Joseph and I played one of his favorite games. Okay? So it's, it's in my room, and, I, and I, I cradle him like this, and I'm a few feet away from the bed, and I give a little countdown, you know, one two, three, release him in the air. He flies and gently lands on the bed. No broken bones so far. It's great. We have a great time. He loves it. So we're in Joseph's room, again, trying to get ready for bed. And before I realize what's happening, the little copycat has picked up his younger brother, flew him as with all his might right onto the pillows. And before I could say anything, again, no broken bones, and Matthew loves it. He's grinning ear to ear, just thinks it's the best thing ever. For better or for worse, we say and do the things that we see and hear. So here's the biblical point. God actually made us that way. God made us that way. He uses imitation as the best form of teaching. In the very early days of the church, when St. Paul is on mission, spreading the gospel, he's traveling all around the Mediterranean. He's preaching and teaching that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's teaching that Christ is risen, and he's setting up these Christian communities. But not only that, he's modeling to them how to live the Christian life. So he writes this to the church in Corinth. Therefore, I urge you, 
imitate me just as I imitate Christ. He writes this in the church of Philippi. Brothers, join in following my example. He writes this in the church of Thessalonica. You should follow us. Strong words from a Christian man and leader. I mean, who among us would feel confident in saying, imitate me just as I imitate Christ? That's strong stuff there. So in our gospel reading today, the disciples show this gift of imitation and this gift of prayer. Scripture says, he, Jesus, was praying in a certain place. Now, that that phrasing is used several times in the gospels, praying in a certain place. Jesus had this habit of praying sometimes before the sun even came up. And on this time, when he ceased, the disciples asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, these are mostly grown Jewish men. They've probably been praying the Psalms. They've all been praying memorized prayers for most of their lives. But there's something different about how Jesus prays. There's something powerful about how Jesus prays, and they want to imitate that. They want to say and do the things they hear and see. So let's talk about prayer. The first thing we have to know about prayer is that it's not optional. It's absolutely essential. When we think of the things that we need, we usually come up with things like food, water, shelter, clothing, right? Yes, all of these give and sustain life. But if we go back to the first order of things, life is only possible because of God. Life is only possible because of God. It's the Holy Spirit that gives and breathes life. So prayer can be seen as God's life working in us. To have a strong, godly life, prayer is essential. To be the people God created us to be, prayer is necessary. So if we get that, if we truly realize that prayer is essential, then I'd like to offer just a couple tips, four tips about prayer, asking the questions, when, where, what, and why. When. When are you going to pray? Because again, we, we know that prayer is not optional. In order to be the great people we are called to be, we need to have a great prayer life. And that means we put in the time. Simply, we, we put in time to develop a strong prayer life. That's why when is the first tip. So I'll just say this. You will never find time to pray. You will never find time to pray. And sometimes we will not feel like praying. We must make the time to pray and commit to it. Really, we should shift this time to be our priority. You know, if, if we decide on a, on a certain time and, and maybe even an alarm to remind us on a phone, it's still just one more interruption, isn't it? It's still just like one more thing to do. I'll probably hit the snooze button, right? But... If we commit ourselves to reorient our minds and make prayer time the priority of the day, we have a much greater chance of success. Maybe I can put it this way. For a couple weeks now, on my daily agenda, my daily plan, I have written down, clean the office. Guess what hasn't been cleaned yet? The office. Because even though it's, it's something I've written down, it's something that I'd like to do, not necessary. 
if I was serious about it, I would not go to work until the office was cleaned. I would shift my day to make sure I clean the office, right? It's the same thing with prayer. If we're serious about it and if we need it, and if we're only talking about 10, 15 minutes, we will shift other things around to make sure we keep it. When are you going to pray? Related, where? Where are you going to pray? A few weeks ago, I was talking with a college student and he said, Father Mark, I've, I've really been trying to pray. Some days, some days are good, but sometimes I fall asleep. Is that bad? I was like, well, that's fine. Well, just, just tell me a little bit more about it. He said, well, okay, so I get ready for bed. I, I brush my teeth. I, I get into bed and I start praying. And sometimes, sometimes I just fall asleep. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert, but let's try something out. Let's, let's change the when and the where, okay? Maybe praying, lying down in the dark at the very end of the day isn't really the best idea. How about praying before you brush your teeth and not lying down? Or maybe even, have you ever thought about this? Why don't you wake up 10 to 15 minutes earlier, go out of your room in, in a place with, with few distractions and pray there, huh? He said, well, I'm not really a morning person, so that sounds kind of difficult for me. And, and I said, difficult like dying on a cross or difficult like going to inconvenience you a little bit? Pastoral advice from Father Mark. In serious note, again, if we see prayer as necessary, then the when and the where can make a huge difference. What? What do you pray about? Or how do you pray? It's a great question. Very biblical question. Again, from the reading, the disciple said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. They're, they're basically asking him, how do you pray? The answer that is the, the, that's the springboard and the launching pad, uh, pad is the Lord's Prayer. Start with the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said, when you pray, say this. And he gives us the gift of the Lord's Prayer. It's very simple. It's a great prayer that covers a lot of things generally. And then from there, you can move into more specific things. Again, especially if you're not sure how to begin a prayer time, especially if you're wanting to pray with someone else, even out loud, as crazy as that sounds, begin with the Lord's Prayer. Have that start the conversation and then see where it goes. Next little advice about this. Try to focus on just a couple things. If we're really wanting to grow in our prayer life, we're going to want to pray about everyone and everything, right? And that's good, but if you only have 5, 10, 15 minutes, Focus on the important things now. Focus on the things that are on your heart and mind now. For example, every day I pray for myself, my wife, and my kids. I really want to be a great husband and great father, and I need God's help with that. So I pray daily for God to help me with that. God's entrusted me with a great family, and how can I not pray for them every day? So that's one thing. Maybe then there's something else that's been recently on my heart and mind. Maybe I've noticed that my, my anger has been flaring up a little more each day. Focus prayer on that. And then I hope that all of us have some sort of list of people or circumstances that we're consistently praying for. So in, in seminary, I realized that I had way more Facebook friends than actual friends. 
And so each week, I decided I would pray for five or six Facebook friends, and, and I, would, I would message them and say, I'm praying for you this week. Do you have any requests? And God did some really cool things that semester, how he started conversations and showed examples of his faithfulness. Start with the Lord's Prayer and then try to focus on just a couple things or a couple people and pray intently. So lastly, and probably most importantly, why? Why do we pray? There's a great Alpha video called How and Why Should I Pray? And I encourage us to watch that sometime. You can just YouTube it. But for now, I'll, I'll say this. We pray because we need God. We need God. Because we need a Father. We need the grace of Jesus Christ. We need the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need God, and prayer is that connection to God. You know, maybe the people think, oh yeah, Praying is good when, when I'm looking for answers or, or looking for direction. And, and yeah, that, that's true. But I certainly have lots of prayers where I'm looking for an answer or looking for direction, and I didn't get them. And I'm, I'm probably not the only one that, that's like that, right? The primary pur- purpose then is, is not an agenda, but it's, it's a conversation. It's a connection with the God who loves you and is pursuing you. So a couple of Saturdays ago, my son was uh, outside in the backyard playing, and uh, I, I was inside in the AC, just kind of watching him, right? And he played with his dinosaurs and his toy car, and he's on a swing. He played in the, in the fort. He's a very busy boy. So after a while, I, I came out, and I said, hey, Joe, what, what you doing? And he told me all about playing with his dinosaur and his toy car and swinging and playing on the fort, and, and, and I loved it. I mean, I saw it all. I knew what he was doing, but I loved that he was telling me about it. That's kind of how it is with God. He knows everything. He sees everything. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows our wants, our fears, our dreams, and he loves us talking to him about it. That's the kind of God we have. That's the relationship we can have. Lord, teach us to pray. The when, the where, the what, and the why— our importance. And CTR, if I, could, if I could close with this one challenge, let's spend the month of August in prayer. They say it takes about a month for a habit to develop. So beginning today through the end of August, let's challenge ourselves to pray daily. See how many days you can pray from now until September. Pick a time, pick a place, pick up one of these prayer cards, Start with the Lord's Prayer and then move into the rest. Maybe one day or night a week, you pray this with your family or with others. But let's commit ourselves to pray in the month of August and then see what God is going to do with it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretch your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. Clothe us with your Holy Spirit, that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you. For the love of your name, amen.